Welcome to the Cannabis Data Science Meetup Group. Definitely in for a treat today, as always, going to cover a lot of data. Should be some good research ideas for you. I'll talk about a couple that are really kind of picking my brain and then some ways that you could potentially help with this data wrangling if you're so inclined. But I think we're pushing some, some new frontier today. People have been asking for a lot of sales data. Finally, finally wrangled north of a million sales receipts. So this is going to be good data to look at. I'll share with you all the trials and tribulations I went through in the data curation phase, which was non-trivial and would love for you to reproduce it if you wish because that would add value just to see, yes, to verify that, yes, you can get the same results. And also another set, set of eyes will help maybe find any improvements that could be had. So there's a couple ways that code can be improved upon, and I'll point that out to you today. And then, of course, we'll get to some cool statistics. I know we were talking about home grow last week and how that could be an in provide an interesting incentive but what are your thoughts before i you know go too 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 much further into the data that i've been pawing around at so you know our longtime classic candace feel free to share about anything that you want and then louise i'll get to you but any any i do I owe you a, a worksheet from last time, and I actually penned it up, but I haven't shared it yet. So um, if you have any ideas there, but anything that you're working on? Um, still uh, working with the uh, private GPT on my GPUs. This is a, going to be a good project because one, you've got the hardware, and then two, I've got a sneaking suspicion that we may need a lot of kind of custom tailored code to like kind of make the output fruitful. Um, but uh, I'll have some more thoughts to share on that momentarily. But how about you, Luis? Happy to see you at the group today. Would love to hear about some of the things that you're interested in, especially, you know, cannabis data related. Good to be here. Good morning. Uh, I'm Lou Rinaldi, and I have been um, apparently an outlier in my ability to sort of successfully convince my state to um, not only make all cannabis um, certificate of analysis data public by default, but also to integrate it into the state's data portal um, so that it no longer requires any sort of manual lever pulling in order to get access to that data. Um, unfortunately, access, as we know, does not um, come with guaranteed data quality or trustworthiness of data. So that's kind of the angle that I find myself attacking these days. Um, unfortunately, it means I've been doing a lot more policy work and a lot less data science. Um, you know, it's, I could come up with all the hypotheses in the world and test them all I want, but what good is that if I don't trust the inputs of of the data into you know those regressions i'm running into whatever else i might be doing so um i think for me what i'm most interested in is the continuing efforts of folks in other markets particularly mass to achieve the same parity of you know data access while also you know understanding that it it goes hand in glove with the quality factor. And I'm also becoming more interested in uh, centralized aggregations of data 
from different markets um, for purposes of sort of cross-market analysis. Um, and I have been meaning to get involved with this group much sooner, and I'm glad to finally be here. Um, I've admired and respected the work that both of you have done. And um, so mostly... I guess I'll mostly be a kind of a fly on the wall, at least to start, but I really would like to start using that, uh, you know, the, the data science muscles instead of the policy crafting muscles. Cause, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit burnt out on the policy side of things at this point. And I'd like to get back into what I consider to be the more fun stuff. Uh, you know. So maybe that requires a little bit of suspension of disbelief on my part in terms of the quality of the data that I'm working with currently, but maybe I'm through this group, I'll be opened, my eyes will be opened to additional sources, additional outlets, different avenues that those pursuits can take that are not necessarily reliant solely on my own state's data. So once again, thank you for having me and I appreciate uh, the kindness. Absolutely love it, Lou. And you brought up a thousand and one phenomenal points where to even begin and well we'll actually be doing just that today because like you said it's easy to get caught up in the weeds and the arguments of the policies but we're data scientists here so what is our comparative advantage it's actually calculating statistics or facts um uh, so so that it may seem irrelevant at, at times, but I think it adds a lot of value because, you know, these are statistics that then people can then actually ground their, say, policy arguments in. Because that's um, an often uh, an easy criticism if, if you're arguing for one point and then somebody says, oh, do you have any facts to back that up? Well, you want to have at least a few statistics in your back pocket. Um, and so that's kind of what we're going to provide today. And then you said, why even have access to this this data? Ooh, Alex, welcome to the group. Just giving a quick synopsis of why it's even important to have cannabis data. And then what's the point of even calculating these statistics? And so basically, some of the states are publishing aggregates, like aggregate statistics. So we've seen, oh, there's total sales by month. And that was actually something that I was going to point you out to. There is a like a, a Yahoo Finance article that was talking about the amount consumed by people in Seattle. Um, I'll get you the, well, I can get you the link right now. Um, and so they're talking about the amount consumed by people in Seattle. And I thought, well, as good data scientists, we can basically try to replicate their statistic. And then similarly for the state aggregates, because Washington state publishes the total amount sold, the total amount of cannabis sold. And so do other states like Massachusetts, but you kind of have to take it at face value. And what's cool is in Washington state, we can do a public records request, get the entire population of cannabis sales. So every single line item on every single receipt. And we can validate, right? We were talking about the importance of, you know, verifying statistics already. Well, we could potentially verify the Washington state totals right so they're telling us that a certain amount is being sold per month well we've got every single receipt so it's just uh, almost an, an accounting endeavor to just go through every single receipt and add them all up and as i'll demonstrate today it's non-trivial so whenever something's non-trivial in statistics you kind of want people to double check your work. And so that's, I think, going to be the big argument today for say states like Massachusetts is it's 
it's nice for them to to publish say summary statistics but you really really want to see the raw data because there's so many assumptions that go into calculating aggregates um it, so, so it's it's worthwhile um da, 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 da. Ooh, while i find this article alex would you want to to say a word for yourself maybe what brought you to the group and maybe you know what do you hope to get out of the marrying of cannabis plus data science great uh, thanks for having me sorry for running behind but uh yeah i just i've seen your uh, posts on linkedin and i love cannabis and i love data i'm a business intelligence student uh online student and uh just hoping to learn. I'll follow along the parts I can follow. And if it's above my level, I'll just listen and figure it out next time, hopefully. So thank you. Phenomenal. And we cover uh, the gamut as far as cannabis data goes. So I started out working at a laboratory. So my heart is a lot in the chemistry side of the the cannabis industry so i i love learning more about you know what actually the chemical constituents of the cannabis plant and then i've becoming increasingly interested in the agriculture side so how do people actually cultivate and grow the plant actually increasingly interested in hemp because it's still the cannabis plant at the end of the day the processing side is the part I know the least about. And then retail, I come at this from an economics point of view. So sometimes I maybe get too lost in the weeds when we really start talking about, um, you know, sales and market structure and things like that. But some people find it interesting. So tons of people find different things um, of interest. But one thing I love to do is see sort of what you know what people are talking about you know uh in various news outlets and in the mainstream um, and like i said try to replicate some of their statistics sometimes always for fun but welcome to the group john would love to hear you know what what's your angle and you know what do you hope to get out of the group yeah so hi all um so i a company called Genetica, and we do uh, cannabis strain matching. So matching people's effects to the strains. And, um, you know, I've been watching your work uh, for a while now, and I just really love uh, love your, your open source tools and, and the videos and, and the code. And, um, you know, it helps uh, provide data sources that you know, we we can leverage to to really understand the you know to your point the science behind the the mix of like what are all these cannabinoids and terpenes and how much do they actually influence to the total effect that somebody feels and doing that on a granular level and there's a lot of data out there about effects to a strain but like not down to the to the COA level so really trying to connect a batch to a review and to a strain and, and really understand all the causal factors too. Um, you know, we work with understanding and we work with companies where we can, you know, look at the DNA of people and of the strain to, to make, you know, a match to that level as well. So that's really kind of where my head's at is, is right. There's, there's retail and, and the things that make you money and uh, do stuff like that. But, um my passions in the science and really understanding the data and, and what's behind it so it's great to be here i absolutely love it and you've definitely got some big things coming in your space because i think what's held back a lot of the research is there is not a lot of funding for things like clinical trials because none of the my, actually, I don't want to say none because there are some uh, people at academic institutes doing various types of research, but I don't know how, how much and how much funding they have. But a lot of the academic institutions shy away from cannabis research because they don't want to get their funding you know, stripped away. Um, and 
probably uh, some of the nonprofits too for that matter so i love the work that you're doing and that's really going to be an exciting frontier and you're going to end up taking it so much further than anything that you know i could do or because i like i said i studied economics uh, I, you know i wish i had studied you know chemistry or i still can and still trying but it's a difficult subject and then like you said then you're trying to get into the biochemistry so now you're going to need to know you know all about the the human body and uh you know extensive biology um so it's it's a, a complicated yes <laughs> subject but i love love your work yeah no it's uh yeah it's it, there's no end to um the learning that you can do and there's always something more that you can i guess kind of use the sharpen your sword because it, it's, there's a lot of angles to it and um you know everything from social determinants of health to like the mental psychology aspects to i mean it, there's a lot of a lot of legs where it could go and um you know it's helping people so that's what i'm excited about so love it john keep up the good work and you're always welcome to use the cannabis data science meetup as sort of a platform so a lot of times i'll talk about my latest research ideas or some of the things that I'm tinkering on. And you're always welcome to, you know, you're even welcome to prepare a presentation yeah. and come uh, take the floor. So yeah. oh, I'd love that. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, Jaden, just let me know if I mispronounce your name for any reason, but welcome to the group. Happy to have you here. Would love to hear, you know, your angle and, you know, what do you hope to walk away at, at the end of the day from the Cannabis Data Science Meetup? Um, hi, uh, morning, everybody. Um, I completely agree with you. Um, so I'm a PhD student and I haven't seen any um, data or analytics on cannabis. And I was intrigued when I saw this meetup and I was like, that's the kind of meetup that I would definitely want to go for. Um, academia always shies away from this kind of topics and I'm not sure and even I try to talk to professors about this like why do we go away from these topics or even like with different I go to different meetups as well so I generally talk to people in um, health institutions as well why do we go away why don't we talk about this why uh, we, there's no much not much research so I haven't been having those kind of answers so I was like so forget it. If I'm not going to get answers from academia, I'll just make some of mine. I'll just go and do some work on my own. So that's why I was like, okay, it should be a good meetup. Awesome. I love it. That's the true academic spirit, right? Just, you know, go where no one's willing to go before. So. Exactly. Well, as promised, I'll get some good data in your hands. So here's, Thank you. here's basically... A, a rich gold vein of data that we keep mining. So this is just the, the Washington state data, but this is a good demonstration of how, you know, if you keep at it, exactly, then you're, it's kind of remarkable how much data is really there. In, in fact, if you're interested, Maybe I can share my screen with all of you and kind of just give a quick demo of what we've been able to pull off with this data. Maybe a 15, 20 minute demo and then we can uh, talk about it afterwards. Sure, sure, go ahead. Okay, so. It looks like. Okay, so if for any reason you can't see my screen, you know, just let me know because um, it looks like they kind of toggled their user interface a little. Um, okay, um, here I'll just start up something new here. Okay, so what are we even working with here? So if you do a public records request to the Washington State Liquor and Cannabis Board, um, just let me know if you need to see the actual language, um, but 
many people do this request so they have a nice link prepared and they'll give you a nice zip file you know this one's the latest um you know seven gigabytes zipped and then many many gigabytes maybe you know, north of 60 so 63 gigabytes of data here and we've done many cool things here like looking at string names we've done a lot of analysis of lab results so there's a lot there one of the just to be frank one of the hardest times i'm having right now is basically um and i'll post all this code today and point you in the direction of it but we're basically trying to Actually, I don't think I've created a, a diagram yet of a, actually, yeah, we have a diagram here. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it. Um, so, so yeah, so, so since I won't be able to find the diagram here, um, I'll just point you at, um, I'll share it with you afterwards. But we've got We've looked at the low-hanging fruit, right? Uh, looking at licensee details, lab results, strains. And I finally wanted to get around to sales. And so just wanted to be frank with you about like all the difficulties um, of putting these sales items together. That way, maybe you can have some insights and do a better job than I. But hey, basically- Can I interrupt you just for a second? Yes, please. So I. Uh, this might be a silly question and I apologize if so, but I'm just trying to understand in terms of the tooling. Uh, I see you, you've got VS code, uh, connected to, um, CDS. So I'm just wondering if you could, um, like in, in, you know, go through like how you set up that within the, within VS code um set up this uh this interactive terminal yeah yeah okay or if it's if that's out of scope for what we're talking oh, about right yeah. now certainly if, you, if you push control shift and p that once again it, i may have toggled my vs code so if this doesn't look like how yours does then um you know, feel free to email me afterwards and we can make sure to set up your environment. But the way I go about running code is I make a Jupyter window so that you can type, I think you can just type uh, up here, Jupyter. So these are Jupyter notebooks that, okay, all right. Exactly. Yeah, that was the piece I was missing there, thank you. Yeah, so that's, that's just kind of how I like to uh, play around with code and develop um, just to, um, you, you'll, you'll see my process here momentarily. I just kind of, uh, sometimes like to, um, write code on the fly, but I, you just, you can just create an interactive window. So that should be one of your commands. And then this will connect to your, your, um, your Python environment. And here I've actually set up a, a virtual environment um, where, I, which uh, actually may not necessarily be necessary for, for the code we're running today, but, um, but you can set up a virtual environment. Yeah, I, I, I didn't want to derail the, the conversation. Okay. Okay. That may be beyond the scope for today, but like I said, if you need any help getting the code to run, I'm more than happy to help with that. Especially happy to help with that, in fact. Awesome, thank you. So, but that, but that's um, a big, ugly piece of code. And so this is a, a smaller script. And so basically, I've gone through, yes, this is what we're gonna look at, and just started to tie together all of these data sets. So you've got like basically every line item on the receipt is called a, 
like a sales detail. Um, so if you actually, you know, look at that, so, so let's look at the latest one. Um, and keep in mind, so this is basically what they, so they give you a bunch of their, their data sets. So there's, you know, 102 sales details. And if you, each one is large, so I'll show you what this looks like. And basically what the script I've written does is it just iterates through all of the details and just matches it with all of the pertinent details that are necessary. Because if you look at this, this is what they, they give you for a, a sales receipt. So they just give you the ID. Then, you know, you have the inventory ID, which is critical. And then, you know, they tell you the how much it was sold for, any discount, and then the sales tax. And I think this is the excise tax. So those are the, the mission critical pieces here. But you know, what are people always interested in? There's, they, they want to know, oh, how much flour sold or how many uh, edibles were sold or which producer has the highest sales. And so what we have to now do is that information's not here, but if you kind of look at how the data is structured, oh, like you can match the sales detail with the the header and so the header is basically all the information on the receipt so this is you can think of this as a receipt and each one of these is a a line item on the receipt okay so that's you know one match you have to make and then you can you know then you fi find out okay who actually sold this item wonderful and then then you know you have to match the inventory uh, with the the inventory item by the inventory id and then and then it's just a big game of matching right because then oh maybe you're interested in knowing oh what was the most popular strain that sold in washington state well, now, right, you've got to match the strain ID with the strain data um, to get the, the strain name. So it's just this really kind of convoluted matching game that we have to play. And basically, the one thing that I cannot get matched is I, you, you should be, from my understanding, you can, and from what we've done, it, sure appears that you can match the lab results to a subset of the inventory which makes sense people are getting the end products tested so any intermediary product may not get tested but the idea is they test the end product and then maybe that gets sold but I'm not, I haven't quite figured out, from my understanding, this actually may be the problem. And this is kind of how Washington State licensees think about it. I think they think about it as in they send in what's called like a parent lot to get tested. So that's one inventory item. And then I think they then split it up into a bunch of children lots. And so it's basically like they send in an inventory item representing a five pound lot or or what have you and then that comes back and then they then divvy that up into a bunch of different inventory items maybe they then go off and get sold and maybe that's where the link is breaking but um but basically right you've got an inventory id here and so if you look at the lab results there's an inventory ID there. 
So one would think that you could match lab results to inventory items and then consequently match that with sales. But I've tried everything under this. Well, maybe maybe I haven't tried everything under the sun. Like I said, I, I think there's still something that you could think of here where I think there's you have to almost match the parent inventory with the child inventory or there's another data set here products um i haven't quite figured out how that fits in the mix but that's really what's needed because when you buy a product at the store you get the receipt and then on the label they have, you know, the THC and CBD percentage. So for us to get a complete observation here, right, we need to know the unit price. And then we also have to know the, uh, the like the THC and CBD content. And um, so I'll show you how far I was able to take this. And so basically I've just been what I call augmenting all of these and so right if you just look at this same same data set but here i've augmented every data point that i can um uh, so once again other people may have uh, different approaches so if you're an sql wizard then you may actually have better luck just putting all of this in an SQL database and, um, you know, taking it from there. Um, and in fact, uh, some of the, so you see some of these, actually most of these are incomplete. Um, uh, so for example, you know, like out of all of these sales, I was only really able to map, like match back, you know, a small percentage uh, to, to strain. Um, and it, you know, theoretically, you know, there, you know, theoretically every single one of these should, should map back to, uh, to a complete observation um so so what, what i'm going to basically show you today is just a tiny tiny subset of what i've been able to wrangle um so here let's let, let me open one more of these just to see if maybe maybe and maybe for some reason that tail end one um had a low match rate but let's but maybe not, maybe there was just low matches all around. So let, let me open one more um, and then I'll share with you the analysis. Um, because basically this is the, yeah, so it looks like it's low matching all across the board. So this is basically the final like the final frontier or you know the fr the final hurdle that we have to to get over here is is there any way to you know completely flesh out this data set here um i didn't realize how sparse it was so basically i've you know been running this script um uh and this is sort of the one of the first times i've really done a really in-depth look and you're and wow, we're really missing a ton of licensees here. Um, so so that's unfortunate, but the the jar half full view is you know the ones that we are able to match back. Well, check this out. We can actually start doing some some cool things here. So so here's just um. Uh, just, just a random licensee. Actually, I have, we'll just do this one. Um, so basically, we can just start, you know, looking at, you know, all the, you know, the sales that 
Okay, so this one looks a bit more complete. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So, so uh, June should have been the last full month. And, you know, so this is, you know, a bit better of data, you know, if you just sort of look at, you know, a single licensee. So maybe for however this licensee operates, maybe they don't do the the parent child relationship with their inventory. Maybe for whatever reason, the way this licensee likes to operate, once again, I'm conjecturing, maybe they just like a, just a pure one-to-one -one relationship all the way through. Who knows? Or maybe we're only capturing a tiny subset of sales for this licensee. But basically, we have a, a benchmark, right? We have the total sales published by the Washington State Liquor and Cannabis Board. So basically, you know, the, the idea here is, you know, can we just basically go through, sum up all the sales and, you know, compare it to their total? Um, but uh, let's just see here real quick uh, if there's anything of interest here. Um, I, so this looks like this was um, Firehouse in Ellensburg. Um, and, you know, lots of good data there. And like I said, this could potentially provide, you know, an ambitious data scientist with, you know, an endless amount of work, right? Because, you know, maybe you can dive into, and once again, this may not be their complete amount of sales, but you can start, you know, doing analysis, um, you know, on a retail by retail basis. And I've always, you know, had the grand idea of, oh, you know, wouldn't it be cool to, you know, reach out to some of these retailers if you find, you know, some, I don't know, you know, quirk in their data that, you know, you could say like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe there's a, you're, you know, you're selling a lot more liquid edibles than everybody else um, at a lower price or, you know, or maybe you're uh, not selling as many liquid edibles as everybody else or, you know, who, who knows that's, you know, for a, a data scientist to look at their, at their questions at hand. Um, okay, so, so that's the preface that this is still a messy work in progress, but the idea is once you have all of these curated, um, you know, here I'm just going to read in all of the, the licensee sales. Um, so these are just all the sales that are, you know, fairly well identified from receipt to uh, to seller and to inventory. Um, so I'll just start reading these in. Um, so this is, could take a hot second. Um, oops, need some packages. So I'll just be reading this in here, and then the the classic. Uh, like the baking show where, you know, you already have everything baked. Um, here, here I've already read in all of the data. So here it is, Ch uh, it should start chugging along here in a second. Uh, but like I said, it'll take about a minute or two. Um, but, um, and once again, just to show you what this looks like, you can basically just take a random sample and just look at one of these observations here. So this was usable cannabis sold at Zips Cannabis in Tacoma. It was sold the um, January 30th, 2023. And it was uh, this uh, 
lemon cherry gelato pre-roll you know and then you uh you've got the strain lemon cherry gelato it looks like this may have cost zips maybe 450. Um, once again i wouldn't read too much into these numbers and then uh lou this is where you talked about uh, data quality you have to be super careful about your insights because right you you can't uh, rely too too much on or or maybe that's uh, sort of the art uh, where data science goes is maybe you may have to just exclude any licensees who aren't accurately recording their costs or this or that because uh, you see uh, wild things here, right? You see negative number, right? Um, so for example, uh, we could just say, uh, I wonder if we can, uh, I wonder how this works. Um, da, 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 da. Something else worth mentioning is that it might be one of these like steel sharpened steel scenarios with you know the overall data set. You may be able to use some of the data to uh, expose quality issues with other parts of the data. Uh, so that's always worth keeping in mind. Exactly. But, uh, but you see, you know, there are some negatives there. So just, you know, be wary about that. Um, you know, if you're summing up costs and there's a negative, how do you handle that? Um, and uh, you'll see a similar thing with discounts where the discount field is also a really messy field um but there could be insights there um you know like what like you know this is, there could be there could be really critical insights there um i mean that's what economists are always studying is price and they're talking about real price you know what's the real price the consumer pays so if you're doing you know cost studies price studies you know you definitely want to have a nice accurate measure of the discounts as i said i haven't been able to map back the the lab results yet but this is something that of course everybody's super interested in and the one question that has been on everybody's mind and we've been asking this question now for over two years is how much does thc matter first the i mean first the question is does thc matter right just a binary yes or no you can basically just do and we've said all of these those two questions does does thc matter and if so, how much does THC matter can be run, can be estimated by just a simple regression, basically, of price on, on total THC. Look, they're even right beside each other. Um, so that that's all you need, but <laughs> unfortunately you know we the data should be there but i've cried pretty extensively and so like i said so this is where you could potentially have a breakthrough because if you can match the lab results to which which we have right so we have these nice um curated lab results so here i'll show you the two ones so here's lab results that haven't been matched to inventory and then um these it looks like there, there's some problems here um, and then here are some lab results that have been matched uh, to inventory so i'll show you those two um, so i think what's causing this error is i think one of the fields somewhere in here right some uh, product description or strain name i think begins with an equal sign and excel doesn't like that um so once again um if you can find 
you know, what strain or product name that is or implement a fix. Um, that's a necessary fix. Um, but, 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 uh, but long story short, these, this is basically, if you just want the raw lab results, we have those. And so, as I said, they've got an inventory ID. And then you can get all the cool things about these particular samples right there, THCA, the Delta 9 THC, CBD, CBDA, the moisture content. Once again, completely under-analyzed field here. When, from my perspective, I don't think the labs take well, maybe things have kind of changed. Actually, it's different in different states. Um, some states, people report dry weight where they basically, um, it's actually an inflation. So they actually inflate the number uh, kind of relative to the moisture content. So in some states, it really, really matters. Washington state, I'm fairly certain, reports wet weight numbers. Um, here's maybe somebody trying to rejoin real quick. Okay, hopefully uh, some like Cyclops is. Okay. Long story short, there may or may not be much that you can actually get uh, like knowledge-wise out of moisture and water activity, but eh, any data is um, better than no data. And, and as I pointed out, um, hopefully to, to people's attention is, you know, it's worthwhile looking at, you know, pesticides and residual solvents. There's actually almost, I mean, there may be some, but I want to say there's either none or almost no heavy metal detections. Um, let's actually confirm real quick. Um, so let's just look at heavy metals um i want to say there's actually i take that back it looks like right so out of what is there out of like seventy-five thousand lab tests there were about 100 that that heavy metal was detected in so that's that's pretty serious um, you know, uh, once again, these are outliers, but sometimes it's interesting to study the outliers, right? And there's only so much time in the day. So maybe this is a, a cool pet project for one of you data scientists is, you know, why don't you, you know, look at, so here we could actually do the same thing and we can get more information. So we could actually see, um, you know, is there any sort of, you know, pattern, right? That's what humans are all about, right? Is looking for patterns. So is there any pattern to, to the samples that failed for heavy metals? So once again, I wouldn't be surprised if there, if there's some oh, interesting. I. It looks like they're. See, I was, I was thinking that they may be some sort of concentrates um, because you can get sort of all sorts of background contamination, right? So if you're like, like say you're making edibles and you're, you know, you're grinding it up or something, like maybe you're using a metal grinder or something like that and you're getting, but they're getting hits. So maybe, who, who knows, right? So... I don't want to actually make any, I don't want to make any, I guess they'd be hypotheses, but I don't, at this stage, they're more of conjectures. So I don't really want to just uh, take any stabs at this, but, um, but I'm just kind of pointing this out as there's really cool data still to be had by adding the lab results here. Um, okay. okay, final thing is, you know, what, what's the point of all of this? Well, at the end of the day, the point is calculating statistics. And once again, 
discount or uh, neglect or don't take into consideration the statistics I'm about to show you because as I've pointed out, I don't think I've matched all of the licensees to sales. So this is only the total sales for the people I have identified. Um, and so this is going to explain why the numbers look really, really low. Um, but uh, but we can find out the, the you know the you know we can start do basically these are basically so I may have oversold the statistics that I was telling you about today, but as I said, uh, here's the code. I'll have this posted to GitHub today. Um, for you to, to peruse through and see if there's any improvements we can have here. But the whole point is, can't we now take this a step further than just look at aggregate sales? Because I mean, how meaningful is that? Like say there's a hundred million uh, per month or 50 million per month. Uh, different states it's in it's in that ballpark i mean what what does that even mean you know and that's where I, we've started to say like oh well maybe sales per retailer is more relevant but then we ran into the dish the distribution problem where you know not all retailers are are operating the same right they're, and they're not all located in the same place uh, the, the classic hoteling problem. So, you know, long story short, you can start doing fun things like, you know, calculating how many products are sold. You can look at how many products are sold by retailer. And here's a hint. In the past, we, we did run a regression where we did find a positive correlation between the amount of products, I want to say sold, uh, but it could have been stocked, but I want to say sold. So just the total amount of different products you were selling in your revenue. And this kind of goes in line with something someone told me once uh, about a retailer. And he says, you just want to have your product, your shelves filled with a bunch of different types of products. And you want to keep cycling those and once again, this is just hearsay. This is just what this um, uh, this person recommends. But he says, you know, you want to keep your, uh, your customers seeing new products. You know, they're going to get bored if they only see the same things on the shelves. And once again, he may be right. He may be wrong. Um, but it's kind of fun, right? Cannabis, uh, they're always coming up with new strain names. So maybe that maybe people maybe they find that fun maybe they're looking for the new fun strain name this this month um but but this is basically where i um i started to realize my numbers were completely wrong because i'm only a i've if you only account everything that can be matched back to inventory i can only account for about less than 24 million in sales but i want to say once again we've calculated this in the past um and so i'm just gonna have to go off of my bayesian prior aka my best recollection but my best recollection is maybe say like i said i think sales in washington maybe are around 50 to 100 million a month so I think we've only accounted for a small fraction, or not a small, but it, definitely only a fraction of sales. But, but, you know, what are we after here? You know, we can start doing things like, oh, you know, we can try to calculate the effective tax rate. So, you know, what, what are, after you add up all the taxes, you know, how much your people are paying. And, um, here is actually a, a statistic that could maybe be extrapolated out. But once again, we've got a non-random sample out of our population of sales. 
our non-random sample is the the sales items I've been able to curate. But but this is a, a statistic that I found interesting, right? And so this we're just going to look at the proportion of products sold. I um, mean, so this this statistic may or may not change as we we take into consideration all of the other sales items. Um, but long story short is, you know, my Bayesian prior was that flour was around 60% of all sales, but it's looking like either things have changed in the Washington market, these statistics are incorrect, or potentially people are purchasing more of the some of these other types of products like the the liquid edibles and solid edibles um we'll have to double check but you know those are each approaching um yeah, they're, they're still shy each of about 10 percent of sales but that may be up um that may be up. I want to say in the past, maybe liquid and edibles combined were around 10%. Um, so, you know, if it increases from around 10% to around 15% of total sales, yeah, those sales have to come from somewhere. Um, so, so who knows? Um, maybe people are doing some sort of substitution there. But, but anywho, I've kind of lost my confidence in my own statistics, um, for, for better or for worse. Um, so, so make of that what you will. Um, but I don't know what 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 do you make of it? Do you do you think we need to to refine some of this data curation a little bit? pursue some of the, the other low-hanging fruit or, you know, work on this cherry picker, you know, what, do, what are your thoughts? Ooh, please chime in. Data cleaning is, is great. And then also too, you know, if we um, started putting in tests, little tests, you know, too, to make sure, you know, if there are empty values, uh, you know, check on that, and I don't know. Awesome job, Keegan. Well, it will be awesome before long. So, as I said, if we are somehow able to match everything up, so basically, if we're able to match every single sales item to a piece of inventory, and then we should be able to match every Thing that was sold to a lab result via the inventory then we'll have a complete picture of the washington state market and this is kind of what we've been chasing and i feel like we're so 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 close and i think this would really just i think this would finally be like the big breakthrough everybody's been looking for because you could finally start to answer some of these really interesting questions um for example is you know just to play a devil's advocate people are saying oh there's a problem with high thc cannabis well you could then look at the zip codes where there's a lot of high thc cannabis being sold you know see if that correlates with anything negative so that's one thing you could do as I said, I personally would just love to see how much THC matters, um, if it even matters at all, right? For example, in, for edibles, it may not matter at all, um, or it may. Uh, so, um, you know, I don't know. Uh, I just feel like uh, I, I just feel like the sky's the limit once as Candace points out, the data is, you know, finally clean. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's quite at that stage, but it's, I, I, I almost am calling on you for help because it's 
almost as far as I can take it. So I, I really need what, what um, some one of you to have like almost a brilliant insight here in, you know, how can we map like match this inventory together? So I strongly encourage you to, to help on this because as I said, I've got a sneaking suspicion that there's either like some sort of like parent child inventory relationship or maybe the product data is the missing piece but there's just i feel like there's just this one final piece that'll bring everything together so i'm i'm, I'm sharing this with you so I, I hope you're excited about this and the potential here that's awesome keegan um so for everybody too um canalytics on uh GitHub, there is a cannabis data science uh, that you can, uh, you know, clone. And um, also, too, there's a canalytics.com. There's a Slack channel. <laughs> and because that's what I'm gathering, right, Keegan, that, you know, we're looking for other eyeballs. And, you know, certainly, too, you know, Keegan, if you're busy, too, when people need some help with setting up environments or, you know, running code to Canalytics, you know, if you want, you can toss it over to me. And uh, if anybody appreciates my help, you don't have to pay me, just donate to Cannabis Data Science and Canalytics, right? So it's so good. Thank you, Keegan. I absolutely love it. Thanks for the, the shout out, Candice. And I'm a little behind on committing the code, but today is the day, right? Um, you know, the, the Python philosophy, you know, now is better than ever. And, you know, today is finally the now. So I'm going to get all the code posted today. As I mentioned, it's going to be messy. Um, there's an invitation to the Slack channel. So you're welcome to join us there. And then, as I said, I'm going to be doing a better job at, you know, filling out issues on GitHub, making sure it's a bit more, you know, generally approachable because there's some real cool data curation scripts here because the idea is you can take that, say, public records request from the Washington State LCB, and then you can sort of run these curation scripts one by one. So the, the lab result one, after a lot of fine tuning, it used to take two hours to run and we've now have it down to eight minutes so you can now curate that that data set of lab results i was showing you in about eight minutes which there's a lot of a lot a lot you can poke around that there there like i was just showing you with the the, the heavy metals i mean that's a whole research question of its own that people are super interested in people are i mean different states are requiring heavy metal testing and I mean, a big question is, is, you know, is it worth it, right? It's a really, really expensive test. And so if there's, if all of the detections are just oddballs out, then is it worth it? Or maybe they snagged some really hard finds. So, so that's a really interesting research question. And then the sales items, it, it takes about two hours it takes about once again maybe a, on a, a nice rig like candace is you may make short work of this but for me it takes about two to four hours per sales data file and there are <laughs> i have gpu so you know let me know too if i get kind of a little lost in my lang chang and trying out the different free open source llms um, you know, uh, help bring me back down to earth and just uh, put in the put what you want run, you know, want me to run and download and and you know, I should be able to, you know, get you results, you know, within a hopefully a quick, you know, GPU amount of time. Phenomenal. And we're kind of going under the sort of the, the blockchain um philosophy here in that we could ideally distribute this in that if we all follow the same curation principles, you can almost say check if one was curated the same way. So we basically just create a hash of the whole data set. And if we each get the same hash, 
then we know it's the same. So maybe I curate 101 and 102. And then Candace calculates, you know, 80 through 101. And then, you know, I can check that 101 was right. So yes, I, you know, can kind of verify that Candace's process was right. And then, uh, yeah, you know, Candace can do a lot of the work. So I just had my computer running for the past uh, week or two. Um, so like I said, it took, you know, 200 to 400 hours of computing. But actually I had like, I was running it sometimes like uh, uh, in five parallel processes sometimes. So uh, maybe 50 to 60 hours um, with some breaks there to let my computer cool down. So it, it takes a long time to curate the data and I made a mistake. So we're going to have to fix the mistake and then, you know, recurate all of them. Um, but, but that's okay. Like I said, it, it was a good learning process to just see how much of the data we actually can match, how much is still to be matched. And then, you know, I'll, I'll get all this in your hands as much as I can. And, um, yeah, all hands on deck, you know, put your favorite data science tools to use and let's uncover some knowledge. So want to go ahead and thank you all for coming. I can't thank you enough. It's your eyes, your ears, your attention that's really moving things forward. You're the people who are making the Cannabis Data Science Meetup happen. I hope we're advancing the cannabis space and cannabis science if even only a molecule at a time i'm happy with that so i, I hope i hope you're happy and had a little fun too <laughs>